The following podcast is sponsored by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how Endgame PR can help your business with media relations, social media management, content creation, and even podcast production, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. I don't care that Fats Russell was injured, and I don't care that VCU played like crap for most of the game, and I don't care about any of it because they won this game tonight and they found a way to win this game tonight. And for all the things that VCU did wrong for once, because they haven't done this that often, you know, they haven't done this nearly enough the last two seasons. They haven't fought themselves and fought their way through a game to win. There has been plenty of damn times where they've, where they've hit this adversity and they haven't been able to overcome it. And everybody, from the coaches all the way down, deserve a lot of credit because they managed to be leading at halftime. They weren't playing well, to be honest. But they found they managed to be leading at halftime because Vince Williams hit the big three right at the end of the half, the only three he hit in the game. And that first part of the second half was absolutely terrible. I thought they had thrown it all away. I thought they had completely busted it. It looked like the same old crap. But you know what? Mitch McGuire said it. The ball don't lie at the end. The ball don't lie. And I'll give VCU this. They got down and they weren't playing well. And one way or the other, they kept making just enough plays to stay in the game. So where do we start? We start with Levi freaking Stockard. And here's where I give Rhodes some credit. He's finally stuck with the guy. So many times he's started well in games. And then didn't freaking leave him in there when he was playing well, or he'd take him out too long and he'd lose all his rhythm. He stuck with him today. 25 minutes from, from freaking Levi Stockard, and he gets 15 points. He makes seven out of eight. Absolutely huge from him. Absolutely huge from him. Uh, so I want to start there. And the foul shooting kept him in it, and he did miss some key free throws down the stretch. But they made enough of them to win. They made enough of them uh, enough of them to win, and they were plus nine at the foul line. So that was big. They got they you know Hassan Ward, who did a lot of stuff wrong in this game. You know he had a he had a layup where he should have dunked the ball, and it looked like it was going to cost him the damn game. You know he makes he made a couple of big free throws to get to get this thing from four to two, and that was huge. That was absolutely huge especially when they came down and I think missed the front end of a one and one uh, at the end of the game. So let's give, you know, Ward had a terrible game most of the night and, and Mike Urbanski, he is starting, but it's, it's, I, I'm kind of wondering if he was better off going at the bench. He played very well on Saturday. Tonight was not good, but I'll say this for Ward. You know, he struggled on some things, but he hit those free throws. He got nine rebounds tonight to lead everybody. The highest rebounds on the floor tonight. So I want to give him 
I don't want to. I want to give him some love where he deserves it. And those foul shots he hit to get it down to freaking two—that was huge. But Bones Highland, an absolute assassin. And you know what? In the middle of the game, he kind of struggled with it with his with his shot selection. But my God, to have a player like that who can hit shots like that. And I'll tell you something. That last possession. Holy smoke. So they're actually here, and here's the other thing I'll give them credit for. Their offense didn't look worth a damn the whole night. There were too many guys, and Bones was as guilty of this as anybody. There were too many guys who just said, I'm going to do it myself. And it happened so many times in the second half. I was so furious with them. But you know what? That last possession was one of the best offensive sets they ran. That Watkins look for three was a good one. And I thought when he threw it up, it was going in. But to get that rebound and to have the presence of mind to find Bones Highland, and again, Bones Highland is an assassin. He has that confidence that he can make those shots. Sometimes it frustrates you. Sometimes it drives you nuts when he does that. But you see it there. He That was ice cold to hit that three, and he hit a couple of other big ones. And it just it's the difference, 23 points. That is a player of the year performance from him. 23 points, four boards, couple assists. And, and to hit a shot like that, that is that is large and in charge. Mike Urbanski, let, let's worry about that later. Let's worry about his pro prospects later. That is, you know, like I say, when it when he gets on the when they do the awards banquet, if they have one this year or, or it's virtual or whatever, they're gonna show Bones Highland highlights. That's gonna be number one right there. That was, I mean, that is. Cold-blooded as it gets to hit a three like that, down at the stretch, and then let's talk about what happened at the end. Mark Cross, I understand where Mark Cross is coming from. He said, "Don't put yourself in that position." But Vince Williams, now it is kind of dangerous what Vince Williams does. But Vince Williams has the length of arms to get that ball and knock it up under there. He gets that ball. That is never a foul in a thousand years. That's never a foul, and that horrible. BS referee calling that. That is a joke. He should, I mean, there's no, I mean, that is such a ticky-tack foul, foul to call with two seconds left. Two freaking seconds left. What a load of BS that is. What an absolute load of BS th- that is. But you know what? The ball don't lie just like Mitch McGuire says, and the ball didn't lie there, and Hassan Ward grabs that rebound and wins that game. That is justice. That is Rickin justice for this team because you know what? As I said at the start, they fought themselves almost this entire game, it felt like. Turning the ball over like crazy early in the game. Of course, both teams were. And that was the interesting thing too. Second half, both teams, both teams were turning turned the ball over way less. VC only had five, which is really good. UR only, URI only had six, which was good. And that's – and Todd, you're absolutely right – they let so much mess go. And some of it was VCU's physicality too, but there were obvious fouls on Rhode Island that they weren't calling. Uh, and, and it was driving me up the freaking wall. So to call that with 1.9 seconds left, that is that was horrible. I, would, I was absolutely losing it here. If I wasn't dealing with some other stuff while I was watching the game, I would have turned the air blue. 5,000 times over. I was going absolutely wild, and I thought if we lose this game because of that, I'm going to go crackers on here 
because it would be it would be an absolute robbery. Okay, let me see what else. Do I, ah, here's what else I want to say. You think about think about the way VCU got back in this game. We always talk about how great their defense is. Uh, you know what, Stephen? I, I want to. That's a good point. And I want. I'll, I'll address that. But I want to talk about their defense real quick because I still want to be positive here, real quick. Rhode Island was nine of eighteen to start the half. They were absolutely on fire to start the half, and they only made five of their last fourteen shots. So that that was absolutely huge for the, that was absolutely huge for VCU. They did a great job of because. T- up to that under-12 timeout, Rhode Island was getting inside. They were getting whatever they wanted. They were – they were. They, I mean, they, you know, it was, it was too easy. They were getting post-entry, whether it was dribble penetration, whether it was passing into the post, was too easy. After the under-12 timeout in the second half, they cut that down. And look, you, you want to know what a great performance – what. A, you know what you want to know what a great performance it was from VCU to pull this game out. VCU was 10 of 29 in the second half and found a way to win this game. 10 of 29, and they found a way to win this game. But let me address Steven's point and Mike Urbanski and others. You're absolutely right. And they, and I don't know, I don't know what's gone into the ace ball one in general. So let me just let me just widen it out to him. The, yeah, these lob passes. No, I, I'm 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 with you guys. I'm tired of that. And the thing is, they weren't doing that that much early in the season. And I don't get it from Ace Baldwin tonight. I really don't get it from him. The lob passes were won. Ace Baldwin, and this is not his game. And I talked about it early in the second half. He had eight shots. He had the most shots on the team. He only took one more shot after that. Thank goodness. But God bless. Get back to running the team like you're capable of. The amazing thing is he had six assists tonight, Ace Baldwin. So when he when he got back to doing that, it was really great, but he took two out of nine. Some of those shots he was just forcing it. I don't know what's got into him. I don't know if if he just if he's concerned that he's not scoring enough or he feels he's got to score more because other people aren't or whatever. He's got to get back to running the offense the way he was early in the season. When I mean, he was conducting the orchestra beautifully. He does not need to try to play an instrument and conduct the orchestra. We didn't, we didn't get Ace Baldwin. We weren't all excited about you because you were some great combo guard who could also get a bunch of assists. We were excited because you were a true point guard that this team needed. You need to get back to that. The lob passes are a big issue. You're absolutely and, – and everybody in the ch- chat, Keith, Todd, everybody else – you're against a team like URI, against St. Louis, if we actually get to play them, Richmond, against teams with size, yeah, the lob passes aren't going to do it. The, the lob passes aren't going to do it. The bounce, bounce passes, shot fakes, that's the other thing. This this team, this team's got to get back to faking to using some shot fakes more because a couple different times tonight, one or two, they would only do one, and like Vince Williams a couple times did one, and if he'd have done a second one. He could have stepped through like Stocker did. Stocker did that a couple of times tonight. I loved it. He did a shot fake and then stepped through, and he had an easy shot and made it. And it was so critical tonight. But I, but all those negatives aside, and yeah, they did, and 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 I know and I know what the Rhode Island fans will say, especially if we have to play those schmucks in the tournament again. Well, we didn't have Fats Russell, and that's true. You didn't have Fats Russell. Leggett was six of eleven from the field tonight. Shepard was six of thirteen and from the field tonight. They had thirty points between them. I mean, that's not that different than what Russell 
and Shepard did to us uh, in Richmond, except, I mean, I guess I think they had 34 total in Richmond. It might have been more than that. Here's a bit, but here's one of the, here's some big keys. B train who absolutely killed us in that first game. He was one for five tonight, two points, one rebound. He did zip 20 minutes. Um, you know, Mitchell's foul trouble was big because he was starting to hurt. He was starting to hurt us. And yes, Michael Dunn, we talked, we just talked about that. That was a flop. It was terrible. I can't stand it. And, and Mike, but that's the thing. I talked about, I did a bonus episode of, of VC Rams Rewind, which I'm also recording as I'm doing this video with you guys. I talked about that. Second best foul shooting team in the A-10 VCU tonight. And that and that percentage tonight, 14 out of 18, that's about that's that's not far off. That's not far off what their percentage is. And it's absolutely huge. These foul shots are so important. And it's and, it, it, and in March, in March, you gotta make free throws to win. You have to make free throws to win. If you don't do it, you're gonna get caught. And and that's the difference. VCU's 14 of 18, Rhode Island's five of eight. And misses the front end of a one and one. Actually, I think misses two front ends of a one and one. Let me see here, because I think that's how VCU got it back after Ward made the second. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Johnson misses the front end of the one and one. Highland gets the rebound, then Highland gets the three, and then Leggett. So they missed two front ends of the one and one at the end of the game. Uh, Rhode Island, and that's the difference right there. And we talked about it, Todd Levi Stockard, outstanding tonight. And I think I, – I don't know if they're going to do this. I would go back to our normal starting rotation up front. I would go back to Stockard and Douglas, and then we get Ward in there. Um, I know you can make a case for Ward starting still, uh, but tonight was not good. He made some he, – he had some key plays at the end, and God love him, 40 and nine rebounds. Uh, I don't want to dump on Ward at all. Ward's been a very good player for us, and everybody knows it. But, but, but tonight was tough. Tonight was really tough. 23 minutes, 0 for 4 from the field. He took a three-pointer for some reason. Um, it, was not, it, was not a, it was not a good night for him there. Oh, wow. LaSalle beat St. Louis. Well, St. Louis is St. Louis has fallen down big time, and they gotta, they gotta get uh, they, they gotta get their act together quick. Um, yeah, that, and yeah, we mentioned that Ryan. The two foul shots to get it down to two points was absolutely huge from 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 Hassan Ward. And and here's the other thing about Hassan Ward shows that mentally, mentally he's where he needs to be. Mental toughness, because you know what, having a night like that can affect you at the foul line because you haven't played well. You know you haven't played well, and just step in there in the last minute and make two foul shots. That's pretty good. You may say Rhode Island's overrated, Stephen. They're inconsistent. But remember something, and they pointed this out during the broadcast, and I had forgotten that this is the case. They're the only team that's beat St. Bonaventure this year. So they are a good team. They're, they're hit and miss on some certain things, and that's fair enough. But they are a good team, and they've been a bogey team for us. And, I, and, and what my hope is, is that the, the kind of win this is for VCU is the sort of win that kind of – Kind of, can kind of make a championship team because they had no right to win this game tonight. Even though I, I say it was justice at the end because of the, because of the foul shots, because of the bad call, they had no right to win this game tonight. You know, they were fortunate to be ahead at halftime. I think we all would agree with that. Vince Williams hitting that three because they were just, you know, they, was, they were just off a little bit. When you look at the halftime stats, 
Uh, they didn't do bad. They were only minus, and that's the and and as, if if there's one thing you want to point to tonight that says they deserve to win it against one of the best rebounding teams in the conference, VCU was competitive on the boards all night. They were minus one in the first half on the boards. I'll take that all day long, and they end up and they end up minus one in the second half. So minus two for the game. I think if you had offered anybody, any Rams fan, that VCU would only get out rebounded by two boards tonight. I think they'd have taken it. I certainly would have taken that. I certainly would have taken that. Uh, and and when you look at second chance points, the game winning three pointer ends up giving VCU the advantage on second chance points. Offensive rebounds, it was only thirteen to twelve. Oh, I'm sorry, Keith. I thought you were talking about URI. You you are URI is frustrating me with all their COVID stuff. But we'll get to that. I, I want to. I'm going to address that in a minute because I need to to address that right now. But I don't need to address that right now, but I'm going to get to that. But I just – VCU on the backboard, that was huge. You know, Ward had nine rebounds. Vince Williams had seven rebounds, which would have tied the best on Rhode Island's team. So you think about that. Two of VCU's guys either beat everybody else on Rhode Island's team or tied for the most on Rhode Island's team. And, and that is that – I just, I just love that from those two guys, and especially Ward because, again, what's the toughest thing to do? If you're having a tough night on offense – the toughest thing to do is to find another way to contribute. Hassan Ward did do that, and that's to his everlasting credit. The two free throws and nine rebounds, fabulous. All right, so VCU was supposed to play. Let's see here. VCU, this was the first of the what I was going to call a frenetic fortnight. It was going to be 14 games – excuse me, six games in 14 day, days. But, of course, now, doggone Richmond – at VCU is postponed yet again because of uh, the COVID issues with with the with the spiders. So, as of now, the game on the twelfth is off. The game on the seventeenth might be on. So we'll have to see about we'll have to see about that. Uh, uh, and that's you know we'll we'll see we'll see about that. But this is this is an this is just such a gigantic win. And and the thing is. They're going on the road again to play Duquesne, and that's the other thing. Another road win in conference play. That's absolutely awesome. But Duquesne just knocked over Dayton last night. I watched that game. Duquesne jumped Dayton at the start. VC, here's my biggest concern for VCU. is can, I know that they're feeling euphoric. They're, they're going to feel so euphoric on this win. They could literally float back to Richmond, Virginia. I imagine they're so excited. But they gotta they gotta get their minds right for this, and understand that even with all the problems Duquesne has, they can still be trouble. Last night they were really good against Dayton. I watched. I I was listening to that game. I put it on my tablet because I was working that night when they played St. Bonaventure, and and they they gave St. Bonaventure a lot of problems up there. So they were very competitive there. Uh, the Dukes have got their issues. But this is this is not going to be a rollover game. So VCU's got to got to be they got to enjoy what they did tonight and celebrate that. But understand that they've got to mentally get themselves back to the right place so they can play these Dukes and win this game. Because again, after that, it gets you know you got Davidson, and then who knows what the heck's going to happen with Richard. And you know, good point, Todd. I, I missed that the zone. And and you know what? That's another place where I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, Rhodes some credit. You know, playing the zone is always dicey because, again, of the rebounding issue. 
but they used it at the right times tonight. And I think, and, and I think it did, it did kind of surprise Rhode Island. I don't think they expected it. And of course, now that VCU's done that, the other coaches in this league are going to say, okay, this team's going to play zone once in a while. So we got to be ready for that. But that, that was a very, that was a very good card that, uh, that Mike Rhodes played tonight. And I just, and I just want to pray. I just want to praise the guts and heart of this team. I can't say it enough. They shouldn't have won this game. They should not have won this game. There should have been yet another time that Rhode Island got over this team. There were so many things against them, including themselves. I mean, a lot of this, a lot of it was self-inflicted. But when you can fight yourself and still find a way, that's when you can go up. That's when you can get to a real high level because that is one of the toughest things to do. It's one thing when the other team plays so great, you can't do squat about it. That happens. We've seen it. Heck, you know, it came up in my memories the other day, the game where I think VCU went up to Rhode Island and got down by like 25 and then absolutely – and then made a comeback and I think got it down to like seven or eight before before getting snuffed out. That was one of those games where there was just nothing VCU could do for most of that game and you say whatever. This was different. Rhode Island wasn't playing great. They were also missing one of their best players. But VCU was fighting themselves all the way along. I'll say it now. He made a, he, he he did make up for it by at least you know by with with a few plays. But this was the worst game I've seen Ace Baldwin play. I thought the first Rhode Island game was pretty bad. This was worse. This was worse. And yet they found a way to win. Uh, you know Hassan Ward. This is the worst game he's played this year for the most part. But they found a way to win, and he found a way to contribute. You know they they had to go. They basically played. Seven players tonight. That was the other thing. This wasn't, you know, Trey Clark, I guess, was injured and he didn't, he didn't, you know, we didn't see him tonight. They absolutely need him. Curry's still hurt. They absolutely need him back because of all these games that, that we've got coming up, even though the the, uh, the Richmond game is off. And by the way, um, somebody in the groups, somebody in the Facebook group suggested that VCU play, play UMass uh, on the 12th instead of playing Richmond. I hope. The A-10's listening and does that. That's a great idea. That's an absolutely fantastic idea. Uh, yeah, Ryan Thompson, yes, I, I do, because Fats, Fats Russell's so important to them. He plays – I mean, look, Leggett – I mean, I'll give him this. The, the counter-argument that is, is that Leggett kind of approximated what Fats Russell's going to do, which says a lot about how good a player Leggett's going to be in a few years. You know, Leggett played 35 minutes, got 17 points, 6 of 11 from the field. Unfortunately, misses that very crucial free throw for him. Uh, you don't know if Fats Russell would have missed it or not. So you could argue, you could argue if you're a VCU fan and you're saying this this win is that the Fats Russell thing doesn't matter. There's your argument for that. That Leggett basically approximated the kind of game that Fats Russell would have had, and, they, and VCU still found a way to win. Um, and and think of this too. Highland, I think, had 24-25 in the first game against Rhode Island, and nobody else did anything, and they got crushed. This time, he's got 23. Stockard has a really good game. Well, okay, that's interesting, Ryan Thompson, about Trey Clark. So was he injured and the coaches didn't want to risk him, or is it they just didn't like the matchup, or what? Because to me, Trey Clark, Trey Clark needs to be out there uh, I was happy to see Banks get some time tonight, even though he didn't make a basket. Uh, but I want to see Trey Clark out there. 
because I think he is an important cog and he's a great defensive player. And I want to see Curry out there. I know Curry's injured because remember he's in the boot. He was in that boot uh, after getting an injury in that game. But yeah, so let's see here. So VCU's got Duquesne. Then they got Davidson. That's next Wednesday. And then of course uh, the the big in, the big one is is uh, well it was going to be Richmond at the Siegel Center, but that's now off. So hopefully we're going to get a game between then and now because it's you know. Uh, and let's address okay, let's address the Richmond thing. So Richmond is yet again on another pause, and I know this is a Rams rewind, and we're not strictly speaking supposed to talk about that, but we have to talk about this. Richmond's on another pause. We've had another game moved again. You know, whatever the hell's going on over there, they got to get their act together. St. Louis has got to get their act together. The conference has got to have a discussion and needs to figure out, are we trying to get 18 games in for everybody or are we having a date where we say, this is the point and we stop and that's it? Because that discussion needs to happen now because I got to tell you, I'm looking at this situation in the conference and I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Atlantic Ten site now, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not updated, but whatever. But you know, we're, this is February now. We're we are literally one month away from this from this doggone thing being supposedly supposedly going to be done with, and, it, and it's ludicrous. So VCU tonight has now got eight games played. St. Bonnie's uh, uh, going into today had eight. Davidson has eight. Now, I think, let me see here. Did UMass play tonight? You know, that's something else I should have looked up. I should have looked at the A-10 scoreboard tonight to see who played. Um, but the point is, so LaSalle's, I think, sitting on – what is it? Not LaSalle, excuse me. St. Louis – oops. St. Louis is sitting, on, I think, on, what, two games now because somebody said in the chat that they lost tonight. Yeah, LaSalle beat them tonight, which, ooh, St. Louis might be out of the bracket the next time they do it then. Or if they are, they're going to barely be in the bracket. So let's see. So Fordham played tonight, so they got 10 now. UMass played tonight, so UMass should have eight now. By the way, UMass is six and two. So put or excuse me, they're five and two in the conference. So we have to put a little respect on UMass's name, at least for now. But this is it's all over the place, this situation with these games. There is no way that some of these teams can get the 18 games played. There's just there's just no way no way known that that can happen. Um, Duquesne, Dayton, Rhode Island, and I think now LaSalle are pretty much the only ones that have double digit games played uh, in this conference. So they're the, probably the only ones that are actually on pace to finish their entire schedule. So this conversation needs to be had now, and if it's going to be winning percentage, then that's the way it is. The fact that St. Louis is 0-2 in the conference means that that may not be as difficult. But I am going to have a hard time. If VCU gets 16 or 17 games in and they finish besides behind somebody that's had 10 or 11 because of winning percentage, that's going to be a real problem. That's going to be a real problem for me. It's also a real problem because you know we need to play these games against Richmond, St. Louis, Davidson because there are our best opportunities to boost our net to get quad one wins. You know, it was talked about a lot in the group tonight that, that you know, this was on the edge of a quad one win because uh, you Rhode Island was 76 in the, in the net. And if you beat a top 75 team on the road, you get a quad one win. So that is, you know, that that's something. 
that that's something that's that's really crucial here. And and because of all these postponements, our schedules become backloaded. So you know we got we got to get these games in, and and people got to get their stuff together. And it's not like we can throw stones on this. Yes, VCU had a COVID pause too, but it was one week, and we have one game postponed. And VCU's had their act together ever since. So the rest of this conference needs to get their bleep straight now. But this conference needs to sit here and say, and you know what? If if they have to motivate teams to get their COVID protocols right, then say, look, if you don't have a minimum number of games played, you can't play in the tournament because you know this nonsense has got to quit. It is February. It is time for everybody to get their button gear. We got to get this. Got to get through this season and get to the conference tournament, and then hopefully get to the big tournament. And we can't be fooling around with this nonsense anymore. Seriously. So uh, I just I wanted to address. I was going to address that tonight anyway. After I heard that the VCU game with Richmond was off, because I was kind of furious about it. To be perfectly honest, when that news dropped in our fan group today, and you know that that's going to be an issue. Ryan, you know what? Let's just let's not get that thought in our mind. VCU's in a good position now. They're six and two in the conference. And, and Stephen, I'm going to disagree with you. I think a two seed is absolutely doable. And I'm not even going to rule the one seed out, even though we've got to get over St. Bonaventure, and that's problematic because we're going to lose a tiebreaker with them because they beat us. I, I'm not. I'm. I don't want to address the Bones NBA thing, Isaac. We can worry. There's plenty of time to worry about that. Now is not the time. Um, but but I'm not going to rule out a regular season, them getting their, their hands on a regular season, number one seed in a regular season conference championship. They need a lot of help because they need St. Bonaventure to lose at least twice and probably three times for it to happen. But VCU can absolutely get in the top two seeds. Um, so, so three seed, two seed, they can get that. And look – St. Louis is kind of behind the eight ball already being 0-2 now. They, they are. And remember, they've already lost one at home, so that's big too. So, you know, that's that's going to be – you know, that's kind of changed the picture a little bit. What worries me – I'll be honest with you. What worries me is Richmond because if this thing comes down to winning percentage, they've only played the six games and they're 4-2. and two. If they end up – if they beat us at least once – if we actually get to play the two games with them, God only knows if that's going to happen or not. And they get to like seven and three, you know, then all of a sudden VCU, even if they play the full schedule, might not have as a 700 winning percentage. They might be close. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's a problem. So the A-10 has got to get its stuff together. They got to talk about this. And quite frankly, if they got to push these teams by saying, you got to play a minimum number of games to qualify them for the tournament, then do it. Because, Enough of this Enough of this stuff. There is no excuse for a program having to pause three times like Richmond has for St. Louis, who didn't play a dadgum game for five weeks almost. And then we had the whole nonsense at Richmond, which I thought was St. Louis being BS, but then when Richmond paused again, it was, you know, all of a sudden you had to take a different view of that. There's no excuse for this. you got to get these games in. There is, I mean, I know everybody's had COVID problems and pauses and all that. You got to be able to get at least three quarters of your games in in conference play. Uh, you know, we've been, did, everybody's been else has been trying to deal with this and has been figuring out a way to do it. Duquesne, Rhode Island, LaSalle, they've all gotten, been able to get almost all their games in. They haven't had these issues. So there's no, as far as I'm concerned, there's no excuse for the rest of them. None. 
whatsoever. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But let's just end. Let's just end how we started. This is one of the best road wins. This is one of the best wins. Period. Under Mike Rhodes, as far as, as, far as I'm concerned, this was about mental toughness, guts, heart, determination, and yes, having a super player like Bones Highland who can make some magic happen when it looks like nothing can happen. That's that's where this win comes from. Levi Stockard, unbelievable, great job. Mike Rhodes, stick with him in games. Stick with him in games, especially when he's hot early on the offense. Don't sit him for long stretches. If he's playing well, ride the big fella. Ride the big fella. Hassan Ward, terrible game, comes up with some big plays at the end. Love you for that. Love you for that because that shows some real maturity. That shows that you're not the kind of guy that's going to hang your head because it's not going your way, that you're going to find a way to do something else to help the team. That's the kind of attitude you got to have and the rest of them have to have. To have. And, and I'll finish Mike Urbanski. I'm going to finish with that comment because that's perfect. Bones just hit another three during this video and during this, this, uh, this podcast. You're absolutely right. Everybody, let's celebrate this. The, 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 the Rhode Island hoodoo, at least for one game, is over. And now let's let's take this VCU, build on this, and see if we can make a run into that top two, into that top three of this conference, and maybe even into that top spot in this conference because that's the kind of win this is, is the sort of win you get when you win a conference championship. Awesome job. Thank you all for the comments. Thank everybody for listening. You know, if you're listening on, if you're listening to the podcast online, thank you. Rate, review, subscribe. We love it when you do that. Share it around. Tell, tell your friends. Uh, VC Rams rewind. Uh, talking about these games, and they're on Sunday, so you're going to see me again live. We're going to have it out live uh, right before the Super Bowl. So give it a give it a listen. Uh, you know, join our fan group if you want to listen live. But you'll be seeing it uh, either Sunday night or early Monday morning. Thank you all very much. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.